Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Tuesday edition of the program. We are zooming through the month of May. It's, uh, we're almost to the middle of the month. It's hard to believe how time rolls along, but glad to have you with us. Tuesday edition of the program. A little bit of news out there that we'll cover here in just a few moments, and we'll be joined by a great guest coming up later in the hour as well. Uh, let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Segment one, we'll be uh, going through some of the news of the day. IU with a scholarship offer to a prominent 2025 class guard. We'll tell you about that. Also an update on Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood Shafino, where they are being projected in some of the latest NBA draft boards that are out there. And, of course, as you would expect, Jalen hood Shafino, he is a, a, a higher, consistently higher, always higher than Trace Jackson Davis, and he's really hovering uh, just outside of the lottery. So we'll cover that as well. Also, Auburn had a key transfer yesterday. Someone entered the transfer portal, which shakes up a little bit of unknown about them as well. And, of course, Indiana and Auburn scheduled to play this upcoming season down in Atlanta in a neutral site game that should be a lot of fun for fans. And a local note, uh, Coach Fonzo White, the new head coach at Floyd Central, uh, coach White, a uh, I don't want to say a longtime coach, but somebody who's been a lot of different places in the state of Indiana, been based out of central Indiana for the most part, most recently been up in Fort Wayne and is originally from western Kentucky, but a guy that's been around the circuit in Indiana, and he's coming to southern Indiana to lead the Highlanders. We'll tell you more about his hire coming up as well in this opening segment. Later today, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will join. We'll talk oh, some of the normal things, the offseason stuff we always get into, recruiting and transfer portal and schedule for next season, and a couple of notes on football as well today with Mike when he's with us later in the show today. And that's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in. Take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. I want to remind you, the Big Exports Radio golf card is available. Supplies are limited, and if you're a listener of this show, a fan of Southern Indiana sports and the Indiana Hoosiers, this card is very likely for you because there's a lot of Southern Indiana representation on the Big X golf card this year. This year's card features Park Mammoth. That's the one down in Kentucky near Bowling Green. Old Capital Golf Club is in Cordon, Elk Run in Jeffersonville, Valley View in Floyd's Knobs, Wooded View in Clarksville, and, of course, Christmas Lake down in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses 
for under $25 a round on the 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Supply is limited. You can get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com. Again, BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. 812-725-1457. Love to hear from you today. The Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. Again, 502 414 1450. If you want to sound off, send a text, a question, a comment, a topic, whatever it may be on IU and local stuff. Do you have a comment on the new Floyd Central hire? Whatever it may be, send it to us. We'll get it on the air as we do each day here on the Hoosier Report. And if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Let's get into some headlines of the day. I guess the biggest headline from an Indiana perspective today is that Indiana has offered a class of 2025 guard. So this guy will be a junior next year. His name is Kean Anthony, and I believe I'm saying it right. It might be Kyan, but uh, Kean Kyan Anthony, regardless of the pronunciation of his first name, he is the son of Carmelo Anthony. And, of course, uh, there's a great connection there between Carmelo Anthony and Coach Mike Woodson from Coach Woodson's time with the Knicks. There's obviously uh, has been, uh, you know, Carmelo's been around Coach Woodson, has had some good things to say about Coach Woodson. I saw a quote from Carmelo, for me as a player, I had some of my best years under Mike Woodson, so I would never have anything bad to say about Mike Woodson. He was asked about him back some years ago, I think, when Woodson was being discussed in his pro days. But a lot of love between the two, and his son now officially has a scholarship offer from the Hoosiers. So he's a name to watch. He plays at Long Island Lutheran in New York. He's a four-star, and right now he's number 68 overall in the 2025 class according to the on three industry average. Kind of interesting because Anthony, obviously the son of Carmelo, who's an NBA great, and then just a few weeks ago, Indiana offered Jacob Wilkins, who also is in the 2025 class, and he's the son of Atlanta Hawks legend, the big man, Dominique Hawkins. So uh, another relationship there from Coach Woodson's time leading the Hawks, where he got the opportunity to work with and know Dominique Wilkins. So Indiana on some not just big names in the 2025 class as far as talent and guys that could – pan out to be really good college players or perhaps beyond that, but also just some big names in the basketball world. Wilkins and Anthony, those are big last names when you think about NBA families, that's for sure. So add uh, Kian, Kyan, Anthony to the list, the growing list of players that Indiana is targeting and that Indiana already has offered a scholarship offer to here very early in the, the this recruiting period, I guess you could say, for 2025 players. Jalen hood Chafino. Trace Jackson Davis uh, getting ready for the NBA Combine next week. And, of course, the draft lottery, it takes place very soon. I think it's a week from today. Jalen hood Shafino, according to Jonathan Gavoni and Jeremy Wu over at ESPN, the number 16 pick currently. The Athletic has Jalen, number 16. The Athletic is Sam Vecini, another great NBA draft guy. Bleacher Report, Jonathan Wasserman. He's got uh, Hood Shafino a little lower, number 21 in the draft. The Ringer and Kevin O'Connor, he's got Hood Shafino, number 19. NBA Draft.net, they've been around forever. Number 16 is where they have 
Huchifino. The highest I think I saw Huchifino, Yahoo Sports, Kristen Peak. She had Huchifino number 14 just outside of the lottery pick. Uh, and then SB Nation, at number 22, USA Today, number 27. That's basically a look at it. I think actually CBS Sports, one of their mock drafts, had uh, Huchifino number 13. That would be the highest that I have seen so far. Trace Jackson Davis. ESPN.com, Jonathan Gavoni, Jeremy Wu, they have him number 33 going in the second round. The Athletic, Sam Vecini, they have TJD number 40. Bleacher Report number 33. The Ringer, Trace Jackson Davis number 31 in their latest mock draft. I think the highest I've seen, NBADraft.net had Trace going as the 20th pick and everybody else pretty much 30 or higher. So, Trace Jackson Davis seems, at least at this point, according to a lot of people that follow this stuff very closely, to be a solid pick in the second round of the NBA draft. I think Trace has to be happy with that. A year ago, he was not on any draft boards, really, to speak of, first or second round. And much more consistently now, he is appearing on draft boards in the second round. So he may have not gotten where he'd like to get coming back for another year at Indiana, but he definitely made some movement up the top uh, into the, I should say, up the draft into the second round, which is uh, good for him. So we'll see what happens with both of those guys. Hood Chafino could really improve himself or improve his stock or help his, help his stock, help him get into the lottery round of the draft. That early, those early, what, 13 picks, I believe it is, with some good play at the upcoming NBA draft combine. So that'll be something here in the next week and a half or so to pay attention to is the combine who performs well, and, of course, how Jalen hood Shafino specifically does if you're an Indiana fan. Also, uh, college basketball, a little shakeup, a couple late entries into the transfer portal. Alan Flanagan of Auburn has entered the transfer portal, so uh, I think you could knock Auburn down just a little bit as far as where they stand in some of the way early rankings for next season, but they are still going to be a quality basketball team next year. I saw CBS Sports has them number 26 in their uh, college basketball way early rankings, 25 and 1 rankings. The little capsule on Auburn says that the number 26 ranking is, quote, based on the Tigers returning five of the top seven scores. Johnny Broom, Jalen Williams, Katie Johnson, Dylan Cardwell, and Chris Moore from a team that won 21 games and advanced to the second round of the 23 NCAA tournament. Broom, Williams, and Cardwell have all entered the NBA draft, but each is expected to eventually withdraw and return to Auburn. So there's some things with Auburn, one of Indiana's opponents for next season, to pay attention to over the next couple weeks as well. Uh, other notes, IU, I don't know a lot about the IU women's coaching staff outside of Terry Moore, and I think everybody collectively agrees that she has done an amazing job building the IU women's program into a year-in and year-out strong, maybe power team in the Big Ten Conference. But we'll see uh, how important some of her staff have been to her because Glenn Box, he has been the associate head coach for the IU women's program. He was recently named the new head coach at Miami of Ohio. That announcement took place on Monday afternoon. So he's been, a, I, know, I know enough to know he's been a key part of Coach Morin's operation there with the IU women. And uh, Coach Box will be heading to start his own 
Division One program. I think I read he had been a junior college coach, maybe a head coach, but uh, obviously getting the opportunity to lead his own program now with the uh, Red Hawks over in Miami. We'll see what he can do there. We'll also see who Coach Morin replaces into that position. That's obviously a key role. Maybe she'll promote somebody from the current staff or bring in somebody new, but uh, definitely a big opening, opening a little bit late in the coaching cycle, you could say, for the IU women for sure. Uh, also locally, uh, Alfonso White. Alfonso White is how he is referred to. He was approved Monday night as the new boys basketball coach at Floyd Central High School during a New Albany Floyd County School Board meeting. White has been a head coach at Clinton Central in Indiana and also more, most recently at Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. That's where he's been for recent seasons. He's been an assistant at Westfield and Park Tudor previously and also was an assistant at Franklin College, which is where he attended school. He was approved last night. I read a story today from Josh Cook of the News and Tribune that Coach White had the opportunity back in travel ball to coach Jake Hydebreeder from Floyd Central. That kind of opened his eyes, I think, to Southern Indiana basketball and the Floyd Central program. I know he's been involved, I believe it's with the Indiana Elite program, so he's coached some travel teams over the years. And he's originally from Caldwell County, which is down in western Kentucky. So I would assume that a move home from central or northern Indiana down to southern Indiana puts him a little closer to his hometown as well. But Coach White has a 53-90 and 90 record in six seasons as a head coach. He was 20-32 and 32 in two seasons with Clinton Central and then 33-58 and 58 in four years as head coach of Bishop Lures. So he was 15-7 and seven his 2019-2020 uh, uh, season. Let me get that out correctly. He was 15-7 and seven as the head coach of Lures. That was probably his best year and helped the uh, Bishop Lures team to the Summit Athletic conference championship of course coach white replaces greg walters who uh, coached one season for the highlanders and finished his tenure there with a seven win and 16 loss record floyd central i think is a good job it's a huge school they dominate so many sports their basketball program has taken a great swing for the better uh, i think in large part to the leadership of todd sturgeon uh, in recent years of course a, a tough year or two for the highlanders here recently but I don't know what the talent situation looks like coming up. That's one of the things you always think about when a new head coach comes to town. But I think there's kind of been this thought that Floyd Central, you know, the cupboard is bare. They're not going to be very good for a couple of years. They've got some size. They've got some players that intrigue me. We'll see how they come together. So maybe a reset, a restart, and the Highlanders, a big 4A job, can be a good one for Fonzo White, who comes to town to take over as the boss of the Highlanders. So interesting hire for sure for Floyd Central. And with that, most, if not all, of the local coaching openings have been filled. It's been a wild and wacky offseason of boys and girls uh, openings. And I'll tell you what, I think it's going to continue to be that way, uh, not just with basketball, but uh, baseball, softball, other high school sports. Some of the people that used to do this stuff for a career, for a lifetime, it seemed, just aren't doing it anymore for whatever reason. So there seems to be a lot more each offseason in every sport 
more changes, athletic directors having to get out, search in some cases for sports that maybe don't pay as much or don't get the attention that others do. They've really got to search through their community to try to find people to fill some of these voids. But a lot of basketball changes, not just in southern Indiana, but across the state this year. There were all kinds of openings, a lot of big jobs. I saw Bill Zick at Pike. He's always been a big name in coaching. He actually retired from Pike and then is back at Southport. It was announced yesterday as well. So kind of interesting. Some of the old guys that uh, maybe people are tired of, they end up coming back because they've still got the ability to do it, and there just aren't a great crop of guys coming up. I wouldn't speak for any local athletic director, but I do talk to a lot of them, and I think that they would tell you, while locally I think our schools have to be pleased with their hires, they probably didn't get the number of good applicants that you would expect at some of these jobs. There just doesn't seem to be that amount of interest, that amount of, amount of big names, of real quality names going after some of these, even the more traditional jobs in the bigger schools with talent. Uh, just kind of interesting. But Alfonso uh, White, the new coach at Floyd Central, and uh, that uh, is our headline locally today here on this Tuesday edition of the program. We'll head to a commercial break. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Send in your questions and comments. We'll talk all about the Indiana Hoosiers in the next segment. We'll be joined by Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. We'll cover basketball, football, and more. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Tuesday program. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier going to join us in just a second. The Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450 is the number. And uh, just a reminder, Justin Kalen, producer, just reminded me, we do not have a show on Wednesday because the Bats have an 11.05 first pitch. So we'll have Louisville Bats baseball in place of the show coming up on Wednesday. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier with me. Mike, as always, lots to get to. Never really an offseason for basketball or football, thanks to recruiting and the transfer portal and so many other topics of college basketball and football. But I think today we should start with recruiting and talk about a new scholarship offer in the 2025 class. And you know, I don't get too excited about young uh, players until they are proven. Obviously, Indiana's casting a wide net here, but Indiana's offered some really big names as far as who their dads are. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's son most recently and Dominique Wilkins' son a few weeks ago. And good news for IU is Mike Woodson's got some long-standing connections with both of those families. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's, it, it also makes us feel pretty old to see these kids coming up and uh, being uh, prospects for IU basketball, when I, I can clearly remember their their dads playing as well. But it's um, you know I, I remember not too long ago uh, Carmelo Anthony saying that, that Mike Woodson was the 
best coach that he ever played for, or favorite coach, something along those lines. So I think this one in particular is, you know, more than just kind of a, a loose NBA connection through the years. I, I think there's a real bond between Woodson and Anthony um, that, that I think, you know, like you said, we're talking about a kid that's a couple of years away from college, but I think it, it is something that makes this recruitment a little bit more real and gives Indiana a chance. And then also, like you said, that they offered Dominique Wilkinson a couple of weeks ago, Jacob Wilkins, Wilkins in class, so you could have the sons of Anthony and uh, Wilkins playing together on the same college team, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um and similarly, you know, Woodson was the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks for several years at the same time that, that Dominique was there in a uh, a uh, executive-type role. So that, that relationship goes back a number of years, and there's a bond there as well. So interesting stuff. Um, certainly, you know, not something you counted on when Mike Woodson was hired, but um, kind of makes sense as it all comes together for sure. Yeah, it's amazing the connections he has, and I guess it's to be expected when you've basically been around basketball since you were at a college level. You're around coaches and uh, big-name prominent people in Bloomington all the way through your professional career as a coach at the NBA level, now back at your alma mater, Indiana. I don't think any of us should be surprised all the connections he has, and I think we've already seen that with some recruiting things and also probably most have seen it with some scheduling things by Coach Woodson. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, one of the things I keep hearing kind of in passing uh, when, when Indiana has a recruiting visit, you know, because of Woodson's connections, he can pretty much look a player in the face and say, Who, who's your idol growing up or, or who's the player that you model yourself after? Probably with some intel going into the visit. And then, okay, well, let me get him on a FaceTime and let's have a you know a two-minute chat with Carmelo or, you know, whoever, whoever the person is that the player is into or wants to talk to. So that's just kind of, you know, that's not going to win a recruitment per se, but it's another layer of, you know, being a connected guy, being a 40-year or whatever it was NBA guy that uh, Woodson can pick up the phone or, or make it happen where he can put just about anybody in connection with a recruit. And, and that person's probably going to have pretty good things to say about Mike Woodson as well. Yeah, no question. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, joining us. Uh, Mike, I guess the recruiting gets younger and younger every year, it seems. I know there's some limitations on when schools can communicate with kids and how early things can happen, but Indiana taking a very strong approach so far, even in the 2025 class, not just in-state, but beginning to kind of span out across the country. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it, it has changed, I'd say, a little bit with the transfer portal, um, you know, it used to be, even a few years ago, we would have more names in the younger classes. I mean, these 2025 kids are going to be are, are heading into their junior year, so they're not super young anymore. Um, but, but nevertheless, that list is rapidly growing. This is the time of year where those 2025 kids, the, kind of the, the net widens for Indiana, and we, we start to pick up more and more names and they, they do have a, a really good group of kids that they're after you know i think the headliners in the 2025 class are, are people that most casual fans know uh, because they're in-state guys and they are guys that indiana has been on since day one since they entered high school jalen harrelson 
a five star out of Fisher's High School up here where I'm at in the, the northern suburbs of Indianapolis, and then Trent Sicily down down by you down in southern Indiana. But those two are teammates uh, on the Indy Heat AAU program. They're both playing up a year. They're, to me, that they are the headliners. Those are the guys in 2025 that Indiana has been on the longest, uh, that they really want. Uh, they're placing a heavy priority on. I got a chance to catch up with Trent a little bit over the weekend up in Fort Wayne. Um, his recruitment continues to expand. He, he's doing a really nice job playing up against older guys. And uh, I think the first game that he played on the, the Nike EYBL circuit, he, the, the kind of the speed and athleticism took some adjusting for him, but, but he's – adjusted nicely and he's really kind of turning himself into a wing which I think he wants to be and you know probably that's his best ultimate spot is kind of playing the three or a kind of a combo point forward type role and you can see that progression happening year over year so as you said the, those two are the headliners but there's there's a nice group under there and I think you know that that's that's a challenge for a new coaching staff, which technically this this group is. Mike Woodson's two years in, and these are the you know these are the kids that they've really built. They've had time to build a long term relationship with. They offered Sisley and Harrelson very early in in the Woodson regime, and so you won't really know how effective they are at recruiting high school kids until you, until you see this class kind of come to fruition. And I think it's going to end up being a pretty good one for IU. All right, talking to Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Mike, uh, getting into some scheduling stuff, let's talk about what we know about the schedule for next year. I know last week the big announcement was the Auburn game that's going to take place in Atlanta. Uh, obviously, some of the non-conference games are known because they were signed, they are contracts, but take us through where we're at, what we know about the schedule for next season. It's, it's kind of interesting to, to see next year's schedule come together at the same time that Indiana is still trying to figure out who's going to be on the team because, I mean, it, typically, again, you know, I don't mean to sound like an old man that's saying oh, college basketball is changing, and it, but, it, but it is, you know. And, you know, again, it used to be you'd put together a schedule and you'd know full well who was going to be on your team, so you'd have a good sense of, you know, what kind of competition you want to be facing. Um, so far, what, what they've done for next year looks a lot like uh, this past season where they're probably going to have uh, four high major games. Those are already uh, set. I don't know if contracts are actually signed in ink yet, but the, the, the four high major games are a home game against Kansas, uh, the, the kind of the return trip from last year's game out there in Lawrence. Uh, recently was announced that they're going to play Auburn and Atlanta, which I think is a really smart game for a lot of reasons. Um, and then they've got two games in New York in November against two of Louisville, UConn, or Texas. Uh, so those are your four high majors. And the others are kind of leaking out. Yesterday it broke that they will play another game in Indianapolis, which I think is a uh, point of emphasis for the program to keep playing there, even though it's not the – the Crossroads Classic anymore. They want to have a game in, in, in Indianapolis at Gamebridge every year, and so that uh, game will be the Harvard game on November 26th. And you've also got a game against Wright State uh, that, that came out yesterday as well. So we, we already know 26 of the 31 games are opponents that they will 
play next year. And so, um, you know, some of this stuff will, will uh, it'll be interesting because, like I said, you, you don't know just how good this team is going to be yet. I mean, I, I wrote yesterday that this Indiana basketball team could be anywhere from, you know, continuing right at the top of the Big Ten, the team you think it could make a run in March, to, you know, a bubble-type team, uh, depending on how they fill these last two roster openings. So the, the, the level of competition that they're going to face in this schedule um, it's hard to predict how things are going to go until you really know how this team's going to kind of be finished out here over the next uh, several weeks. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, talking IU basketball today. Mike, as we think about the off season, school is ending or has ended in Bloomington, and the team will, I'm assuming, do workouts, individual stuff. But when when does the full thing get going? When are the freshmen expected to be the incoming freshmen expected to be on campus and Kind of take us through the flow of the off season for Indiana. Yeah, I was told over the weekend that the freshmen are expected to be there on June first. So we're, we're talking just like three weeks away at this point, where they they will start arriving, and I, I assume that also applies to all of the transfers as well. That's when they want to kind of get the team back together. They're all kind of here over the, the last few weeks of May. They're all kind of. Uh, if they can or if they prefer to, they're, they're going back home, spending some time with family um, it, before they come back on June 1st and, and you know get the team back together, do full team workouts to the extent that it's allowed, um, do individual stuff with the staff. Again, the extent that it's allowed, that, that's most of the summer. I think they've expanded kind of what's permitted uh, with the staff and what they're allowed to do uh, together as a group throughout the summer. So there's a lot of you know, both full team and individual type stuff that goes on throughout the entire summer. Um, they'll, they'll be back on campus, you know, for things like the, the team camp that they host in June. That you, a lot of fans have grown accustomed to seeing the players there. Um, and so June, June is just the time where the team really gets back together, whoever this team is going to be. And um, so, so we'll start to see that come back together here in the next few weeks. And, of course, for the IU coaching staff, recruiting is going to be the name of the game. I know so much goes into the transfer portal, but that will change soon because there's an opportunity in June for the coaches to get out and watch some of the high school-oriented stuff and then another couple opportunities in the month of July to watch the AAU, the grassroots, the club stuff. So while you've, I've always found it interesting, while you've got all the stuff going on behind the scenes on campus, summer school, individual workouts, conditioning, and so forth, uh, the coaches are not only busy with that, but they're hard at recruiting as well. Yeah, it, it's become a very thankless job, in my opinion. I mean, I, I think assistant coaches always uh, worked very hard and, and you know deserved to, to make good money that they do, but it's become insane at this point with the addition of the transfer portal. There, there is just so much to balance, especially, as you said, in April and May when the portal's kind of going full steam and you got to balance, uh, you know, your, your current team, high school prospects, uh, portal prospects. Uh, I, I don't think people realize how much uh, stuff is going on behind the scenes with conversations with, you know, players, parents, coaches, agents, you name it. Um, those conversations are happening and it never stops. And, and as people see with the portal right now, you know, you miss on some kids and new names enter the portal. You start the process all over, but you you got to make sure that you don't lose touch with your current guys. You you got to make sure you don't lose touch with your with your high school prospects. 
So I, I think here, if they can kind of get this team finalized over the, the last month, I think there, there will be a lot of sighs of relief uh, amongst staffs across college basketball just to kind of have at least one aspect of that kind of checked off. Okay, we know who our team's going to be. We're, we're done with the portal here for at least a minute, and we can focus on our current team, and we can focus back on high school which, as you said, kind of heats back up in June when, when high school, uh, when teams go back away from their AAU teams and back to high school, and we get to more live events like you know we see every year with the uh, you know the Charlie Hughes, which is a big high school event in Central Indiana in June. You get the coaches association event. Uh, those are things that the, the coaching staffs will, will be able to attend, as well as as I mentioned, the team camp at IU in June, which I expect to happen, and that usually brings in a lot of talent to, to Bloomington as well. So it, it's a it's a hectic lifestyle, uh, but you know, they're, they're well-paid, and I think it's, um, you know, I think we're seeing staffs expand massively with kind of non, non-coaching positions, like administrative-type stuff to handle a lot of this. There's a lot of graduate assistance behind the scenes doing a lot of the, the legwork, but it, it, it has become very hectic and it all you know, rolls back to you and to me trying to, to keep up with it and report on it as well. Absolutely. Uh, a couple things have went on, Mike, during our conversation. First, Indiana announced uh, Anthony Walker officially has joined the men's basketball program, so we get the little press release from the school. And then, of course, always an interesting quote from Coach Woodson. He said, quote, Anthony has been a winner at the high school level and in college and brings a wealth of experience and knowledge to our program. He is a veteran player who is very athletic and has great length. He's very active on the defensive end, and we love his competitiveness. So nothing breaking. We knew this was coming, but Anthony Walker now officially, as of May 9th, a member of the IU team for next season. Yeah, I, I actually think that's a pretty good quote from Woodson. At least, you know, obviously it's not a throwaway quote in my opinion. That He hits on the things that I thought that they were emphasizing uh, when, when they brought in Walker. You, you think about guys that, that IU has had trouble guarding over the last years. Top of mind is the Murray brothers at Iowa. I, I think they look at Walker as somebody that can plug into you know those defensive assignments that have troubled them in the past. Um, I do think you know, he is, as Woodson says in the squad, he's a very good athlete, has very good length, um, and can guard the perimeter, uh, can guard probably, you know, one through five is probably overstating it, but he can at least be helpful on the one and the five and and really kind of dial in on threes and fours. And, and when you think about the, the rest of their front court with a Coel Ware, Peyton Sparks, Malik Renew, it, those guys probably are a notch down in terms of defensive abilities, especially out on the perimeter. So I think he makes a lot of sense. He, he's a one-year guy, so he's not going to take up a spot if – if for whatever reason it's not a good fit or if it doesn't pan out. So I think it was a smart move when you're, when you're talking about as many openings as Indiana has. And now you're just talking about refocusing, as they clearly have been, to, to bring in perimeter-oriented, uh, wing, high-volume scoring players uh, at the guard in three spots to, to round out this roster because that's clearly where the need is with this addition of Walker. And also, just to remind people, the transfer portal is not done yet. A big name that was committed or signed with uh, 
North Carolina State. His name is Isaiah Miranda. I don't think he ever played for North Carolina State, but I remember him as a big prospect coming out of uh, high school. Seven-footer, if I am correct here, and came out of his senior career with a or senior year, I should say, with a lot of praise and a high ranking in college uh, prospects. He is uh, the transfer portal, I believe. So just a reminder that as we enter the last couple days of non-graduates being able to make these types of announcements, I think we've got a couple busy days ahead of us where other names that uh, maybe we and even IU coaches don't know of yet might be in the portal. They'll be recruiting very soon. Yeah, and uh, we even saw yesterday with um, the Marshall point guard, uh, I think his name was Anthony Taylor, a 20 points per game guy at Marshall, which is you know pretty impressive. Uh, put his name in the portal. Indiana has already reached out. So um, this thing never ends. I know I know Indiana fans are kind of rising and falling emotionally with with every move, every miss uh, in the portal. But but it's it's. It's cliche, but it's not done yet. I mean, there there are still names, as you said, that are, are going to pop this week uh, that, that I think will be players that, that Indiana goes after. So the uh, the pool of players um, is still growing, believe it or not, and talented players. It, it, it's very interesting to me how all this plays out. There's a lot of conversations going on behind the scenes. I think it staffs know more about who's going to go and when they're going to go into the portal than, than the general fans and others know. Um, so, so you know, when I was talking to people at, at EYL, EYBL events this spring, I don't think there was that same sense of concern about misses that, that maybe the fans had because they know who's going to go and when they're going to go. And, you know, this last leg is going to be a lot of guys that, put their name in the NBA draft, uh, didn't get the combine invite or didn't get the team workouts that they expected or hoped for, want to keep their options open for ne- for next year and are going to enter the portal here late. I think we've already seen some of that, and that's kind of the last leg here over the next few days when the portal closes on Thursday evening. All right, final topic for you today, Mike. Jalen hood Shafino holding steady. I've seen him anywhere from 14 on the high end, to maybe 2021, 20, 22 on the low end as far as a first-round draft pick where he is projected by some of the early boards out there to go. But some big opportunities coming up for him because he's got the NBA draft combine in a week or so where he'll get to showcase his skills and go through all the measurements. There's a lot of other things like interviews and meeting one-on-one with uh, teams that will happen, and then some other things after that, uh, workouts and individual stuff and small groups. But Hood Shafino with a big opportunity here uh, over the next week to maybe improve his stock or at minimum solidify his stock for where he could go in the first round of the draft. Yeah, no, it seems like at this point a, a no-doubt first-rounder um, with his length and with his versatile skill set. I think uh, the NBA draft should be a really good night for, for Indiana basketball. You know, you got a Montverde kid and Hood Shafino that came to IU with, you know, the hope to be one and done, but not necessarily – that wasn't necessarily clear when they landed him. Um, so for him to make that progression under Mike Woodson, I think is really – notable and i can tell you firsthand you know dozens of people you know recruits coaches otherwise have said to me that they they took note of the season that hood shafino had so i think it's a very good thing for iu and 
similarly, Trace Jackson Davis, um, you know, just the progression that he made under Mike Woodson. Uh, he, he wasn't going to get drafted either of the last two years. I know he was on the fringe a year ago, but I, I think he's pretty clearly going to get drafted, maybe even in the first round, more likely in the second. Uh, but but he, incru- he improved his skill set in a number of ways over the last year to, to make that happen. And so I think it, you know, when those two guys get selected, I think it's a very positive thing for, for IU. All right, uh, Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, always with us, kind enough to spend a lot of time on Tuesdays as we go through all the headlines. You can read Mike's work at thedailyhoosier.com, at daily underscore Hoosier, if you want to follow Mike on social media. Thank you, sir, so much for your time. We'll do it again next Tuesday. Okay, Matt, look forward to it. Thank you. All right, a lot of ground there with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. And again, Anthony Walker, now official, Indiana announcing that just in the last 10 or 15 minutes. And uh, with the big uh, decision, or I shouldn't say decision, but uh, news of Isaiah Miranda, who I know doesn't mean anything uh, to listeners as far as an IU player, recruiter, Big Ten guy, but he, he definitely just reminds me that there's going to be big names today, tomorrow, and even into Thursday enter the portal. It's not done yet. Uh, There could be some guards, some wings to fit Indiana's needs that we're not even thinking of at this point that could still enter the portal. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll be back with our final segment of this Tuesday show. A reminder, there is no show Wednesday because of Bats Baseball. I know the last couple weeks between the Bats and Derby coverage, we've missed a few shows, but uh, we'll be back uh, after this Tuesday show. We'll be back uh, Thursday and Friday to close out the week as we head into the middle of May. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back. Tuesday edition of the show, final segment. And don't forget, no show tomorrow because of Bats Baseball in the 11 a.m. hour. IU football with a recent commitment. The Hoosiers have received a commitment from Southern outside linebacker Trey Lang is his name. He's from Southern University, a transfer edge rusher. He announced his commitment to IU on Monday. 6'3", 224 pounds the newest addition to the Hoosiers here in the offseason with uh, really the season just around the corner, about four months or so away. Also, a few other things to mention. IU Baseball, uh, they swept Northwestern over the weekend. The baseball Hoosiers are now back in second place in the Big Ten Conference. Of course, it's Maryland in first place, and Maryland swept the Hoosiers a couple weekends ago to give them that advantage 
in the Big Ten Conference. IU basketball, I know we talked some about the schedule with uh, Mike Schumann in the last segment, and of course the Indiana Wright State game. It was announced yesterday, and John Rothstein also reporting that the game against Harvard next season will be played in Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, not in Bloomington. So uh, that is an interesting schedule note as well. But uh, a lot of little nuggets, nothing too important here the last few weeks, but We're in that time of year where the transfer portal rolls along, recruiting is picking up. You get a schedule note, some are big, like the Auburn announcement, the game that's going to take place down in Atlanta, and others are just small notes, like the addition of Wright State and Harvard, and maybe you get some details about where the game's going to be played, like Gainbridge Fieldhouse for the Harvard game, but just building it all for next season. We we know a lot of the games, but there's still a few announcements ahead uh, for this IU basketball team next year. Don't forget, if you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us there. Uh, no matter how you listen, live at 11 a.m. on the Big X or on demand via podcast. So appreciative of you and all the regular listeners that we have of this program. Texter asked, do you know anything about McKenzie Mbaco and his official visit? I think somebody asked that same question yesterday. We addressed it on the show. Uh, nothing uh, from Mbaco since his visit to Indiana over the weekend. He does have one visit remaining, according to multiple reports. He's going to be at Louisville this weekend. He's already been to Kansas, St. John's, and, of course, Indiana most recently. Everything I read, everything I hear, all four schools think they have a shot. All four schools are recruiting him very hard. Uh, And you would think after he makes his fourth and we believe final visit this weekend to Louisville that he will be set to make a decision soon. But he obviously could be a huge roster addition for the Hoosiers next season. McKenzie Mbaco, he's the uh, recent decommit from Duke that is uh, considering Indiana, was on the Indiana campus over the weekend. And so we'll see how things play out. Uh, Of course, Louisville's picked up some really big names here in the offseason. Louisville's got Nolan Smith on staff, who's connected very much so to the Duke program, and I'm sure knew Mbaco during the recruiting process there. So we'll see if the Cardinals can do it, but Indiana right in the mix for McKenzie Mbaco, a big, big name still available here in this offseason. That's going to wrap things up for our Tuesday program. One final reminder, no show tomorrow due to Bats Baseball in the 11 a.m. hour, but we'll be back with you on Wednesday uh, for our show at the, the, or excuse me, on Thursday. We'll be back with you for our show at the normal time. Have a great Tuesday. Hope you have a great Wednesday as well, since we won't speak tomorrow, and we'll be back Thursday at 11 a.m. here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Mm-hmm.